This is episode 19, Trash Talking with Eco Warriors, featuring Louisa Zayan of Toast Ale. You're tuning in to Trash Talking with Eco Warriors, where women share inspiring stories about their careers in green business, sustainability, and conservation. Here's your host and founder of Trashy Beauty, Barbara Lee. Do you love beer? Do you love ending food waste? The people of Toast Ale definitely do, so they've created a beer company that takes bread waste and turns into delicious, award-winning beer. Started in the UK by Tristan Stewart, founder and CEO who has been working on issues of food waste for over a decade, the two-year company now has partners and franchises in New York, Iceland, South Africa, and Brazil. Based on an old idea and recipe, Toast takes bread from sandwich factories and bakeries and replaces the carbohydrates in beer, making it with bread that would otherwise go to waste. Based on an old idea and recipe, Toast takes the bread from sandwich factories and bakeries and replaces the carbohydrates in beer making with bread that would otherwise go to waste. Just how we're super into upcycling at Trashy Beauty, we love how this company is making something delicious, all while making food waste, well, toast. To sweeten the story, Toastdale also donates their profits to a charity that Tristram started called Feedback. They're focused on ending food waste and food insecurity at the same time. Louisa, who is the mother of two, was formerly at the Carbon Trust. She's really respected and looked up to, and is also so passionate about sustainability issues. She has such an interesting background, coming from financial services, all the way to analyzing impact of the Carbon Trust, and starting up Toast Ale UK. She gives some of the best career advice I've heard to date on the show, and I hope that you'll be as inspired by Louisa's story as I was. I'm actually a huge fan of craft beer, you can ask all my friends, and the fact that this company is taking something that it would be going to waste and making it into something delicious as beer is amazing. I was also very amused to hear what a lager lap was during my chat with Louisa. I'd never heard the word before, but it was quite amusing. Alright, no more spoilers, let's get trash talking. Louisa, welcome to Trash Talking. Thank you. It's great to be on. Absolutely. Can you explain a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do? Yeah, so my name's Louisa Zayan. I am the Chief Brand and Finance Officer at Toast Ale. Uh, we're a, a brewing company making beer with surplus fresh bread that would otherwise have been wasted. And all of our profits go to a charity uh, called Feedback, who campaign against food waste. How long has Toast been around? So we launched two years ago now uh, in the UK. We actually had amazing exposure in our first launch because Jamie Oliver, uh, the popular TV chef, uh, covered our story as part of one of his TV shows in the UK. In 2017, we then launched in the US. So we're now brewing in New York. And then we launched in South Africa and Iceland. um, And also we are working with a brewery in Brazil. So we're now in five countries, uh, which is pretty um, speedy growth uh, within two years. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. I can't believe it's only been two years. 
Yeah, it's two years and also a really small team as well. So uh, in the UK, we are now five people. uh, And then we have two people in the US. Cool. That's amazing. And can you kind of walk through, like, so you're making beer from bread. So it's actually a very old way of brewing beer. No way. It goes right back to Babylonian times, uh, the Mesopotamia period, when people used it as a way of preserving leftover bread. It's the grains from the bread that are brewed up with yeasts to produce uh, produce beer. So, yeah, essentially, we are doing something that has been around for millennia, but we've reinvented it. It's a very standard way of brewing other than the bread aspect. So, usually... Beer is made with barley that's brewed up in hot water to which you add hops for preservatives and bittering aromas and then finally you add yeast to ferment it and we're simply replacing a third of the barley with bread up front Um, so it's the carbohydrates from the bread that are eventually turned into delicious beer. That's amazing. So where is this bread coming from and how did this whole idea start? is from a sandwich factory. They produce sandwiches for retailers and hospitality. And because consumers don't eat the crust of the loaf, the very heel end, it's usually just discarded. Our founder, Tristram Stewart, he, as as part of some of his investigative work um, many years ago, he discovered that sandwich factories were throwing away 13,000 slices of bread every single day. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, a whole lot of bread. So in, in the UK, it's about 44% of all bread that's wasted, um, about a third in the US. Wait, and this is coming from one factory? This is, uh, yeah, the 13,000 slices were oh just my from gosh. one single factory. Yeah, you know, you can multiply that up massively. You have bakeries that are producing to meet quite unpredictable demands from consumers, supermarket shelves that are wanting to have their shelves fully stocked up for consumers. So inevitably, too much bread is produced and it ends up being wasted. Wow. It's it's shocking statistic, um, but beer is a really great, fun way of doing something <laughs> about it. Yeah. <laughs> so just, uh, just a little bit of uh, background uh, about Tristram. He's, so he's our founder, founded the charity Feedback that we support as well. He's an author and campaigner on issues of food sustainability. He was on the lookout for, and is always on the lookout for ways of resolving the problems that we're dealing with. He met two brewers in Brussels, uh, the Brussels Beer Project, who had made one of their beers with surplus bread, and he just thought it was a really genius idea. It was a delicious beer, and it was something that's hugely scalable. So bread itself has quite a short shelf life, and it's difficult to store so turning it into beer which has a longer shelf life and is a lot more stable really brilliant way of using up and upcycling uh, bread that would otherwise have just gone to waste yeah i've had it and i think it's it's a fantastic idea and it's a delicious beer yeah it's, it's really good well that's our primary focus we've got to produce a beer that people like drinking it's not a novelty beer it has to be a, a good tasting beer that people will buy and buy yeah, again for sure um for one of our uk beers um or ipa we've won an industry award uh, the international beer oh, challenge oh uh, congrats was a blind, yeah it was a blind tasted award um so we're super proud to 
have a you know genuinely great beer as as well as uh, you know amazing story yeah and the most clever name as well <laughs> yeah it's great yeah so <laughs> we're toasting the end of bread waste yeah uh, raising a toast uh, it's, which is made with toast um, <laughs> but also yeah making bread waste toast so, that's so good yeah <laughs> a three-way pun that's awesome tell me about some of the nitty-gritty details because I can imagine that this is not like an easy task like collecting old bread like I know as soon as I mentioned the idea to a friend of mine they were just like but what about the mold and what about all these other problems and how are you going to collect it all and how are you going to get consistency out of the level of taste that you're getting from the beer yeah, so these were all challenges that we had to overcome from the very beginning. In terms of uh, the mouldy question, well, the issue is that so much fresh bread is being thrown away every day. Mm. So for our bottled beer in the UK, we work with a sandwich maker, and they actually deliver to our brewery directly. Nice. Um, huge batch of bread at the same time as they're delivering the sandwiches to retailers Ah. and and catering companies so the bread that they deliver to us goes into the brew early in the morning around 7 a.m and people are not buying those sandwiches until lunchtime so it's actually fresher bread Hmm. that people are eating but yeah there is just so much bread waste that there is a huge amount of fresh bread available Um, in terms of logistics The very first brew we did was a huge challenge. We talked to a lot of local bakeries um, and they donated the end of day loaves to us. We had them coming from all over London by taxi and um, (laughs) and people collecting and delivering them for us. Um, Yeah, it was a a bit of a logistical challenge. (laughs) (laughs) And we we were not sure how much bread we were going to get. You know, in those days, we didn't know how much bread an individual breakery would have surplus. Yeah, for that very first brew, we actually had more than we needed we were able to brew. But it did give us the challenge of let's find a way of doing this in a much more efficient way. Uh, so for us, working with a single sandwich maker or bakery, so in the US we work with bakeries, it just means that the bread is the same bread, you know, it's from the same batch and it's delivered in one go, um, pre-sliced already just to to go straight into the brew that's awesome yeah I was talking to some brewer friends of mine and they're like I can see so many issues coming from this but it sounds like you guys have really sorted it all out our early brews we were uh, drying the bread and crumbing it ah. so we, now, we now we now tear the bread but we don't actually get it down to a crumb <laughs> level so it's small so yeah we, <laughs> we've uh, we've been through lots of challenges in getting the bread to the the right consistency to simplify the brewing process yeah and i know what startups are like i can just imagine like a group of people sitting there like tearing bread <laughs> Awesome. And so, Louisa, let's talk a little bit more about you. Like, why why is this so important to you? And where did you kind of get your start in doing this type of work? I used to be a consultant at a, a company called the Carbon Trust, which is a consultancy that focuses on climate change, uh, helping businesses to look at the, uh, the business case for addressing climate change. 
I worked, I was there for about five years um, and then left after um, I had my, my son was born and took a bit of time out. Um, and then I did a few other things, sort of flexible working around family. Uh, but to me, like sustainability issues are just the most important things that we need to be working on. And I was always wanting to get back into working in sustainability. My daughter arrived. She was about four months old and I saw an advert for a job working for Tristram, who's uh, the founder of Feedback and Toast, who wanted somebody to support him and to help him set up a beer business. So this was all very interesting. I had a chat with him. I was incredibly inspired. I actually previously read his book, which is a fantastic read on the background to food waste and the reasons for it. Uh, and what we need to do is ends with a very positive message around the changes we can make. So I met up with Tristram and uh, yeah, I basically ended up working for him and my first project was to get toast set up. Food waste is one of the biggest issues of our time. We're wasting a third of all the food that we produce. It's bonkers. It's incredibly inefficient. We are using so much land, so much resources from energy, fuel, the, you know, the soils, everything that goes into producing our food, you know, also the human resource that goes into producing mm-hmm. it, to then be throwing away a third of it is just crazy. But it's also one of the simplest problems to solve. You know, all we have to do is look at our food system and look at why food is being wasted and then enjoy eating the food. You know, food's such an important part of our lives, not just from a nutritional basis, but from a social basis as well you know we have dinners with friends and families you know it's it's a core part of all of our our cultures our traditions so important we just need to learn to love it again really and you know and, and probably respect everything that goes into it i think you know people have lost touch a little bit with the origins of food mm-hmm. how it's produced where it comes from and we we just really need to get that back it's just such an important issue um, and such a fun one to solve. Yeah, absolutely. Anything around food, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. And what's your favorite beer? <laughs> oh, I love like an IPA. I'm, I'm really into hoppy beers. <laughs> and so throughout your your career and some of the things that you've done so far, I, I do know the Carbon Trust, by the way. I think it's an amazing organization. Oh, Have you had any big challenges or anything that you've had to go through, anything that you faced? Yeah, I, I mean, the, I guess the biggest challenge was actually moving into sustainability. So my career started in financial services and I, in my heart of hearts, kind of always knew that it wasn't the right place for me to be. Mm. Um, you know, I, I'd grown up with very sort of environmentalist type beliefs and it was it was always from a personal perspective what I cared about and then through whatever means found myself working in financial services I was actually working at the regulator in the UK for seven years so I I took some time out a career break and traveled it was an amazing experience I traveled to South America and spent nine months just exploring the amazingness of that continent and then came back and I had this huge challenge that I was skilled in um an industry that I didn't want to be in and mm. I needed to find a way to reposition myself and to be doing something that I really cared about. 
it is actually quite difficult. I, maybe not so much now, but uh, this was 2007. It was it was quite difficult to get into sustainability careers, sure. particularly if you didn't have a kind of energy uh, consulting type background. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the focus at that time was on climate change from an energy perspective. I was determined to do it, so I started a master's, uh, and I, I worked part-time while I was studying for a master's in environmental decision-making. And then I just kept looking, you know, I was always on the lookout for an opportunity to make uh, the break. And then a job came up at Carbon Trust that was helping them to look at how they measure their impact. So it was an internally focused role that required somebody that had sort of analytical skills but in exactly the field that I wanted to be in so I jumped at the chance and hugely proud to start working with the Carbon Trust. It was a big challenge to make that move and position myself also as somebody who you know had the skills and uh, capabilities to be working in that field when I didn't have any professional background Um, so it just meant you know there was a lot of studying a lot of learning in those early days but I think if you're doing something that you love then you know it's not really a burden you if you love what you're working in then reading about it every night is is a you know is a pleasure really yeah so then along those lines do you have advice for someone maybe who is just trying to get started out and is trying to figure out their career oh absolutely follow your heart you have to be doing a job that you love and that you believe in so i was working in financial services and i was i was fine but i was working with people who really loved it and believed about it we would go to the pub after work and they would still be talking about it <laughs> and you know i just i, I was just not interested I mean, yeah. you can you can never be your best at something that you don't care about Mm. so you really have to find that thing and then just just keep at it just make it happen and it will if if you keep at it and you love something enough to to keep going for it you'll find a way what about if someone isn't even sure I know I had this moment like not even being sure like I think I like sustainability I care about the environment but I don't know if this is the right career path for me just get out there and try things you know there are there are so many organizations doing amazing things now go and talk to people a couple of people that have approached us recently about doing internships particularly for startups organizations are always looking for help you can go and try things out but yeah just talking to people hugely important get along to some conferences read up on the industry and just see what lights a spark for you really don't be afraid to try something and it not work out and change your mind you're never too old to start (laughs) a new career so just go for it see what happens there's a lot of people working in sustainability now who've got very very different backgrounds you know the landscape changes all the time there's always going to be new problems to solve and it's having those skills, those sort of transferable skills that are important, not the subject area. Yeah, absolutely. And so, Louisa, why do you think that you are so passionate about the environment? Mm, good question. I guess from a family perspective, you know, I, my mum was a hippie environmentalist. <laughs> um, <laughs> so grew up with her influences. You know, I lived in a sort of rural part outside of Liverpool. But, you know, growing up surrounded by fields filled with sheep and cows and having contact with nature. You know, I 
when I was playing, we were we were playing in fields and forests. So I had that direct contact with nature. And I guess my, my belief system was just that nature is there to be enjoyed and respected. My, my mum was actually a vegetarian, but uh, I made the conscious decision myself when I was seven years old. Started to learn at that stage, you know, about industrial meat production. So I, I have quite strong ethics in terms of animal rights as well. And got older, just I've learned more about the injustices um, and you know it kind of has made me feel quite angry that we just are not treating the environment as a whole so nature animals etc with respect and has fueled me to to do something about it yeah absolutely and how do you stay inspired on a daily basis I think just surround yourself with other people. At Toast, we, we really are having an impact. We've brewed now with 10 tonnes of bread, and we've got huge ambitions to do way more than that now. You know, I do feel that we are having an impact, but I'm also talking to people every day who are doing amazing things, you know, through products and services and just challenging the way the food system is now. So, yeah, I feel inspired by them. That gives me hope. Then you start to see things happening on a bigger scale around you. So big things, well, in the UK at the moment, against plastic waste, we had a, a TV show called Blue Planet that, although it's been, you know, we've been talking about this for years and years, uh, it's a very uh, emotive show about the oceans and, you know, the damage that we're doing to it, plastic being a huge part of that. And now we've seen the government make an announcement about eliminating single-use plastic. Just this morning, (laughs) one of the major retailers in the UK has announced that they're going to phase out in their own products in the next five years. Oh, cool. So, you know, you see it's being pushed. Consumers start to care about it. The government has to react. Industry reacts faster if consumers care. And once change starts, it really can start to increase at a huge rate. Focus on the positive. Focus on the that is happening keep going yeah absolutely that's great advice tell us about the most inspiring moment that you've had so far in your career at toast i feel like i have inspiring moments all the time just we're growing so quickly and we've just achieved so many things in the past couple of years uh went from brewing at a small brewery in hackney in in london um, and supplying independence here to being in our in the national supermarkets like within 18 months in two of the big supermarkets and that's quite amazing you know you go into your local supermarket and my children say to me oh look there's mommy's beer (laughs) (laughs) and then we've won so many industry awards for what we're doing as well that's a huge part that sort of recognition that you get that the business itself is having an impact with people you know as well you know as part of our mission is about raising awareness of food waste and, and of why it's such an issue and getting everybody to make some small change. Yeah, when you talk to people and they're excited by what we're doing and believe that they can then go on and do something themselves, then that ripple effect can be hugely satisfying. You know, because we can't solve the problem on our own, so we recognise that. It, you know, it's toast. We can become big, but unless we 
having an effect that's bigger than us, then it's not going to be the biggest impact we can have. We have to be changing the way that everybody's brewing. Let's get all the breweries brewing. <laughs> Let's get everybody thinking about the surplus that's resulting from retail or, or catering and looking at really innovative ways to, to use that food. Even if you end up doing something that you don't feel um, is 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 doing that for you then look at doing things in your spare time as well even if it's just going to an event a month or just you know doing something like that get involved other than tristan's book that you mentioned do you have other books or movies that you think people should watch to kind of get educated about this movement and these concepts yeah awesome yeah definitely go to see that that is that is a great film a couple of books uh, like what I've just finished reading called Farmageddon by oh, Philip yeah. Nimbury mm-hmm. yeah Philip Nimbury is the director of CIWF Compassion and World Farming in the UK it's just about basically the industrialization of meat mm. and just understanding what is happening and how we really need to stop the direction that it's going not just from an animal welfare an environmental perspective but from a health perspective as well you know there's some inspiring companies doing things on that lots of the plant-based meat alternative impossible burger you've got in the us yes that we're very excited about it eventually coming here when it does and you know the great thing is people that are taking up food waste as an issue by people that you know really speak to everybody so you know having a one of the top chefs talking about the issues of food waste yeah this isn't just environmentalists and policy makers no it's, it's made it cool right it's made the issue quite cool another one in the u.s is dan barber came over here and did a, a pop-up in london called wasted and had a series of amazing chefs produced meals with foods that would otherwise have been wasted so on the menu that he has he explains the ingredients and why it would have been wasted and why it was surplus hugely inventive and just really made you think you don't think about when cheese is being made that you know the The curd is wasted you know these little things when you start to learn about it there's so much going on always something to learn never stop learning absolutely you said that there was a retailer in the UK who announced that they're no longer doing single use plastic yeah that's right Iceland foods yeah Oh, cool. And then where are the big retailers where people can find your beer? In the UK, we're at Waitrose and Tesco. Nice. Yep, and then loads of independents as well. In the US, uh, we're in New York, Whole Foods. The American parallel is what's in the US at the moment. Yeah. In um, a nice, bright, white and blue can. And we've got three stars in the UK, an IPA, a lager, and a pale ale. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, it is quite a sweet beer, and I think it's it's easy drinking for people who maybe don't necessarily even like beer all our beers are accessible for most people we've done some quite experimental beers as collaborations <laughs> with other breweries oh like what um, so we did a chocolate stout Ooh. Um, just autumn time that's awesome um, with a with a brew pub in london here which was absolutely delicious you know we've got something for all beer lovers really and one of the awesome things is that you and i are talking about this you know, we're seeing a huge increase in women drinking beer the sort of craft beers they're not you know associated with as we call lager lats in the uk um, <laughs> <laughs> um you know so, and we just we just find that a real range of people really are in 
enjoying the beers. But it is great to, you know, to be a woman uh, working in this industry now. Not without its challenges, but not be a, a woman making beer for men. Over half of our, our customers are actually female. I worked for a beer company in New Zealand when I was living there. I did side work for a company called Epic Brewing Company, and... I mean, half of their company is actually women, and my my friends know I'm a huge beer nerd. Like, I love my sours, and no one will convince me otherwise that there's any better <laughs> beer in the world. Yeah, so it's just, it's such a pleasure to be, like, seeing a company is doing something about sustainability and food problems, and also, it's like, it's beer. Yeah, absolutely. People are doing really interesting things. So there's, I don't know if you've heard of Regrained, uh, so they take the spin. Yeah and then making cereal bars from those and flowers and things. Yeah, and you guys sent off your, your spent grain to farms, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. You know, this is one of the other things that I learned about um, when I started working for food sustainability, that in Europe, and I think some states in the US now, it's illegal for catering waste to be sent to animal feed, since we had the foot and mouth disaster oh. here. But in other countries, they've made it safe by sterilising the food and destroying the pathogens so that it can be fed to animals. So we're in this position now where a lot of our food waste is being sent to landfill, and mm. on the other side of the world, we're destroying forests to grow virgin crops. But there are still a lot of food products that can go to animal feed. And bread is one of them. Spent grains is a great product for animal feed. I wanted to ask you, what would be your three tips for someone who wants to live a more eco-conscious lifestyle? First of all, I've got to say, just you know, learn about everything and be curious. Whenever you're buying anything, just ask where it's come from and spread that curiosity. You know, if you're uh, eating out for dinner, you know, ask the waiter or waitress some of the background to the food. I think unless we spread that curiosity, then nothing changes. Just look for simple ways and simple changes that you can make in your life. I think sometimes we can feel a bit overwhelmed that there is so much to do and how can we possibly do everything? You know, if you feel concerns about the fact that, well, meat is the, you know, the biggest impact in terms of uh, environmental impact in the food system, but you don't have to be vegetarian, you know. You can just eat a little less meat, choose to eat less and better. And then, yeah, target something else in your life that you care about, be it food or fashion or packaging or your transport, whatever it is, I think just find you know one or two things that you can change quite simply and adopt into your lifestyle. And I think then it becomes addictive. You know, once you've done that and that you're not even thinking about it anymore, mm -hmm. then you'll see something else and you know your curiosity yeah. when you read about, oh, I didn't know about that. Well I'm going to switch. So for example, I've just stopped using tea bags because I found out that they actually contain plastics. <gasps> sorry, no. uh, yeah, yeah. The UK is a big drink of tea, so that was my obvious example. There are a few companies that have natural tea bags now, but a lot of them contain plastics and are a bleach, so I've just switched back to loose leaf tea. That's gonna be a rough one. Now that I know, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> But you know, you you know, you don't have to change everything. Nobody is gonna 
be perfect. <laughs> well, you can find brands that don't use plastic. I know there's one in the UK called WeRT who I'm talking to about whether we can do something with them. I really love how like different brands like will band together. I can imagine you making some like white tea flavored ale with them. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah doesn't great it? Great idea. <laughs> With some elderflower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can send me a palette as royalty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. They're like, and, you know, they've, they've become our friends. So there's, um, yeah, lots of little companies in the UK. So Snacked, for example, they they make uh, like fruit jerky, um, fruit sort of sweets with fruit that would otherwise have been discarded. But nice. they've been doing something quite revolutionary in their packaging by not using plastics and using, it actually looks and feels like plastic, but it degrades. Um, uh, so it's plant-based. Nice. Uh, but they, they, that was one of their things from the very beginning. They didn't want to have plastics and they very quickly uh, made sure that the packaging was sustainable. Do you have something crazy that you've done in the name of nature or sustainability? Uh, there, are, there are a few things that some people um, think I'm a bit crazy for doing, um, like sanitary products. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if this is what your listeners are interested in. Um, but yeah, sanitary products obviously have a, a huge um, health and environmental impact. Yes. And there are ethical um, and sustainable alternatives, something that we have here, I don't know if you have it, called the Moon Cup. Yes, um, we do. Yeah, so things like that. Um, I'm also seeing lots of developments in, in that project area as well yeah um, but, but it's not necessarily something that people want to talk about so yes um, you know when i offer up oh yeah but i'm doing this at a dinner table then you know people do think i'm a little bit crazy then <laughs> yeah no but i do the same thing if someone wants to get in touch with you or if they want to you know try to find your products where can they find you so our website is toastale.com and you can contact me personally at louisa at toastale.com Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Louisa. This has been an amazing chat. Yeah, it's great talking to you. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. That conversation left me wanting a code crispier. If you want to meet the people behind Toast, try their American Pale Ale and learn more about their story. Come and join us at our screening of Wasted, the story of food waste on Tuesday, April 10th at 6.30 p.m. We'll be gathering at the Kickstarter headquarters to drink some toast ale, watch the movie, and give you a chance to meet some of the inspiring individuals leading change in the food and sustainability movement. If you're listening and love making beer, or you just want to get involved with this concept, Toast actually publishes their recipe online. It's completely open-sourced. Also, they're looking to hire here in the U.S. They also want other partners in other cities and countries, so you should definitely get in touch and reach out to Toast directly. You can find out more information about them at toastale.com in the UK at Waitrose and Tesco's and at Whole Foods in the US. They also recently launched at Shake Shack across New York, so you can find them there and hopefully across the country soon. We're giving all Trash Talking listeners and followers the chance to grab early discounted tickets to our event. If you sign up for our newsletter at trashybeauty.com, you'll be the first to hear about it. We actually had a listener question come in, and we connected with an expert here in New York City to help answer her question about recycling. We wanted to add on a little segment where we help answer this question and hope that others will find value out of the explanation as well. Keep the questions coming, guys. We really love hearing from you. (laughs) 
Thanks for talking dirty with us. Tune in next week for more Trash Talking with Eco Warriors. For more inspiration, follow us on Instagram at Trashy Beauty Co.